Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited for today's episode, like I always am, because I have some things stirring on my heart to share with you, and I love just being able to get on here, encourage your hearts in the Lord, and just share whatever He puts on my heart to share. And so today has just been a beautiful day. I live in Michigan, and for those of you who live in the Midwest, you can probably relate to how hard winters can be with the lack of sunshine and the cold and the snow and all of that. Yuck. And today was a super sunny day. And I think when it's sunny out, people are just in better moods. And so it was an awesome day just being able to work from home and then going on a walk this evening. And my friend Josie came over and she walked with me for a while of my walk and for part of my walk. And it was just, it was really good. It was really good to be able to end my walk with her and just to pray together and just hang out with sister in Christ. And, and I just love and treasure any time I get to spend with people. I think my part, I, I don't know. I always think about like love languages and I always say my love languages are gifts and words, but I think I really am beginning to like love quality time. But then there are times that I think, I think I like function in all of, all of them, every one of the love languages in different ways. So it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. So Anyway, that was kind of how my day was today, and I'm actually just sitting down getting ready to get into the Word of God, and just had some things stirring on my heart. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hop up on here and record an episode and, and share what's on my heart. And I had put a TikTok up today, and it was about rejoicing in the fact that your life doesn't look like you thought it would, because it means God had something better for you. And I just think about how many times in my own life that I've had all these plans, because the Bible says a man plans his, you know, we make plans, but God orders our steps, and many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And, and how how sometimes in those moments when things are shifting and, and plans get canceled or things change and it's kind of frustrating because you had your heart set on something. But then when you look back at why God canceled those plans or why it didn't work out, you're like, oh, wow, God really did have something better. And I could share for probably hours on different experiences I've had along those lines. And even just today, like I had originally planned to be boarding a flight tonight and heading to Texas and spending the week there and the Lord told me not to go. And I was like, okay. And my heart, I've said, I've prayed this over myself many times and I've said this, that I want my heart to be bent on obedience, that I would be someone who hastens, like the scripture says, to hasten and not delay to obey the voice of the Lord, to obey the commands of the Lord. And so that's always been my heart. Even when I don't understand, God, I choose to not lean on my own understanding. I choose to trust you with all of my heart and just know that he'll, you know, direct my path. And so I trust him in those moments when I don't completely understand. And it's pretty cool because tonight... I kind of got to watch a little bit of why God had me stay home unfold. And yeah, so when Josie came over to uh, walk with me and then she ended up buying some of my books, she actually called me 
later on and let me know that she had stopped to share one of my books with a friend of hers and she got to minister to her, anoint her, pray with her and encourage her and how big of an impact that made on that on that woman's life. And I like to think I have a small part in that because she had stopped by to get my book. And if I would have been going to the airport tonight, like I wouldn't have been here and, you know, God could have worked it out another way because I really believe his heart was to reach that woman tonight. But it's so cool to watch you know, my obedience to the Lord to stay home and this, the part that that played in that all unfolding. And I think about that, how many times we just run through life and we're just kind of going at our own pace. We're not staying in stuff with the Lord or we're just getting ahead of him or behind him. Sometimes we're people who drag our feet. I'm the type that I want to get ahead of the Lord and everything. And he has to reel me back in. So often he has to reel me back in. But I just I just love that he's so good and that we can hear him. And that is something that I pray over you guys, that you are truly seeking him in everything that you do and that you are letting him direct your path. And I am someone, if you know me at all, you can say, yep, she is. I'm someone who can paint a really good picture of what I want my life to look like, what I expect it to be. And even now sitting here in my home that I've been in for, I've lived here for almost 12 years. This coming May, I'll have been here for 12 years. My plan was to be here for five years. And then my plan was to start a family and move into something bigger and whatnot. And obviously I'm incredibly single right now. I don't have kids and I'm still in this home that I've planned on being gone from seven years ago. But God is so gracious and he's so faithful. And I'm so thankful that he does speak to us today. And I just pray over you right now. If you're someone who doesn't feel like you hear God's voice first, that God would put a hunger and a desire for his word inside of you, because that is the foremost way that he speaks to us is through his written word. And then also that your spiritual ears would be open to truly be in tune with his voice, that you would know the frequencies of his voice and you would understand what he's speaking to you in this season of your life and every season going forward. And so I just love that he doesn't hide himself from us, that he wants to be known. Even this last Sunday, I had been ministering at a church and I had a word stirring in my spirit and it was the word perspective. And so several days I just kept getting that word in my heart. That word was just in my spirit loud, you know? And so I finally was like, okay, God, we need to like land the plane on this. Cause I'm supposed to, I feel like I'm supposed to deliver a word for this church, but I don't understand what this means. Perspective, perspective, perspective. And he said, ask me. And I was like, wow, it's really that simple. I think so many times we, so many times we overcomplicate things with the Lord and the word says, ask and you'll receive. And it says, if we lack wisdom to ask. And so it was just a simple word, ask me. And so I sat with him. I shut everything up for a little while put away the distractions and really just intentionally sat with him. And I was like, okay, Lord, what does this mean? What do you want to speak to these people? And then it was just like a download is how I describe it into my spirit of like, this is what I want to communicate. And it was, it was an awesome word. And maybe I'll share that another time, but it's just so cool that we have a God who literally breathed the stars into existence, who knows them by name. And he knows every hair in our head. He's intimately acquainted with us. He knows everything there is to know about us. He knows our thoughts before we even think them. And that he could be so in tune with every detail of our personal lives. And I pray for you that you would grasp that. I don't think we could ever fully grasp it, but that you would grasp that in greater measure, that he is a God who loves you so lavishly, that he rejoices over you with singing his banner over you is love. He surrounds you with 
favor and he surrounds you with songs of deliverance and and he's your refuge and your fortress and your strong tower and your strength and and so many things that he is to us as his people and I just pray that you would grasp that in greater measure because it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing to be called the bride of Christ it's a beautiful thing to be called beloved it's a beautiful thing to be loved in a way by a God who really owes us nothing but he chooses to love us anyway and I've been thinking a lot over the past few weeks about the scripture that says that he's the potter and we're the clay. And I've just been imagining him molding me and molding my life. And and that is just a place I want to stay in constant surrender to before him and just saying, God, chip away the ugly parts of my heart, of my mindset, like anything in me, God, that is not pleasing to you, that is not honoring to you, that is not glorifying you, God, deal with that inside of me. And so I'm constantly asking the Lord, check my heart, Lord, like leaving the lid open (laughs) to my heart, you know, obviously speaking metaphorically here, but like leaving that lid open to my heart, like God examine me, see if there is any wicked way in me, creating me a clean heart because I want to stay pure and holy set apart unto him. And that is not a pressure that he puts on us to be perfect at all at all. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to be sanctified by him, to be able to be set apart, to let him wash us with the water of his word, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I want to stay in that place just before him of just being open. And it's not like, you know, we we don't sit and nitpick ourselves or pull ourselves apart. We know that he loves us because he loves us because he loves us. There's nothing we could earn. We could do to earn his good graces. There's nothing we could do to earn salvation or anything. Our our gift of salvation is a free gift of grace. And the Bible says that it is not of works that anyone should boast. Like there's nothing you could do to earn God's love. He loves you already because he loves you. But there is just a call to holiness in this hour. I feel like there's always been a call to holiness because it's according to the word that was written a long time ago. But just like I'm hearing that a lot in in messages and in from different teachers and preachers and things, just this call to consecration and to be truly set apart unto the Lord and to just be intentional with our walks with him to be intentional in our time with him, to be intentional with what we're giving our attention to and our affection, our all, just all of who we are. I want to be someone who truly does love the Lord with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we know that's the first and greatest commandment. And like, what does that look like? How do we do that in a world that is so fast paced? Like you wake up and you're already, like for me anyway, and this is probably most of us, I wake up and I've already got a million things I need to be doing. My to-do list is forever growing and growing and growing. And you check one thing off and you add three things more. That's how I feel like like my life constantly is. There's always something that needs to be done. There's always things and people like people that need your attention and, and whatever. And so it's very easy. The first thing you wake up in the morning is to be like, okay, I got to get, you know, just going right off the bat. And the Lord has really been challenging me in recent time to just spend an hour with him in the morning in prayer. And I tend to be, uh, not I tend to be, I am. I just, I prefer to set aside time in the evening, throw on some worship music and worship him. And that's just kind of been my, my shift (laughs) in prayer has been like an evening shift and have just been challenged to start doing that in the morning. And so I have been, and it's been a beautiful thing to wake up and be like, Oh, I get to spend my first hour today with the Lord. And even before that, before I was doing that intentional time of prayer, I was 
praying while I was getting ready and, you know, have the word, had the word going and stuff. I just feel like God's calling me into a new season and old strategies don't work in new seasons. And so for me, that's what God has me doing right now. So don't take what I'm doing right now and, and think that it's what you have to be doing. You have to seek the Lord and ask him, what does this season in my life look like? How do you want me to navigate my own season? Cause our seasons aren't identical, but that's where I'm at with my season. And it's just like a beautiful thing to get to just wake up in the morning and spend my first time with him and to not feel like I'm just in a rat race as soon as I wake up and to just give him that first part of my day and just to seek him and ask him what's on his heart for me that day to commit my day to him to just do a heart examination to just pray over whatever it is that he wants me to intercede for because he'll when you're taking that time to be intentional in prayer and we know the bible says pray without ceasing so you know we're in constant communication with the lord and and i encourage you when you have downtime be praying in the spirit if you have your prayer language be seeking him pray for situations as god drops them in your heart but but when you're in that time of just intentional prayer and you're just worshiping him part of that time. You're just seeking his face. You're saying, thank you, God, for, for all of your blessings and just cultivating that heart of gratitude within yourself. And then you have other times where he's just dropping stuff in your heart because he's got your attention. He's dropping stuff in your heart to just be praying for, standing in the gap for, interceding for. And so to me, it's an honor and a privilege to be an intercessor, to be someone who prays on behalf of other people and prays on behalf of my community and my church and my leadership and and my friends and my family and people in my life. Like I want to be someone who is known as a woman of prayer. And I think about that song by Stephanie Gretzinger. If you've heard my my podcast in the past or or times when I've spoken, I refer to this song a lot. It's called No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. And part of that song that I love so much says, let my children tell their children, let this be their memory that all my treasure was in heaven and you were everything to me. And I think about that from time to time. I think about legacy and I think about what stories am I going to be able to share with my children from my own faith journey, my walk with the Lord, my testimonies, the miracles that I've witnessed, the people I've prayed with, the places I've visited and what stories are they going to have of their own because every future generation should be building on the previous one right and so I think about what I where do I want them to start if my ceiling is their floor then what how high am I going to go with my ceiling so that they can go even higher so that they can start higher than I finished and so I think about those things even though like I said in the beginning I am so incredibly single right now like I am so single. That's not something that's right in my face right now, but I know it's coming because God's promised that to me. And so I choose to start living my life now and in planting those seeds of faith in prayer. I pray for my future kids even now because I know that that is a ministry that God is going to call me into motherhood. And so I'm just it's exciting. And Hey, maybe they'll listen to this podcast someday and, and be like, well, that's my mom. (laughs) So it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool. And just kind of circling back to that, you know, when life doesn't look like you thought it would. And a lot of, you know, that I was running with a ministry, actually co-founded a ministry a few years ago called stirred up ministries. Encourage you to look it up. Stirred up ministries.com. Incredible ministry. I absolutely look back with such fond memories on the last couple of years and running really hard with the ministry with Anna. And it was just such a fruitful season. And I remember coming to the end of it and saying, God, wow, that was like really cool experience. Like, thank you for that. You know, and he, I remember him speaking to my heart and saying, do you really think that's all I have for you? And I'm like, 
honestly like no but I don't know how it could ever get any better because like I said it was such a rewarding season and it was hard I mean it was a hard season don't I don't want you to be mistaken or think like you know it was all rainbows and butterflies there was a lot of intense things that happened and a lot of spiritual growth in me that happened and a lot of pruning (laughs) if you look up John 15 you can read all about being pruned and and just a lot of growth on my part and those and growth you know comes with growing pains and and just spiritual warfare and things that went along with it but the reward was worth all of it the reward was worth all of it and so coming out of that season I really felt like at the end of last year that God called me to release the ministry completely to Anna and I and I knew like I knew that I knew that I knew that that was what I was supposed to do and so there was no hesitation with it and I am the type very much like I can almost be too quick to obey God sometimes because I just I truly do want to honor and please him with my life and I just feel like like Galatians says I've been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who lives but Christ lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and so my life is his I am hidden in Christ and so if he says go left guess what I'm going left but sometimes my my fall is I would say is that if he says go left in two days, I want to go and like to right now because you said go left, Lord. And so I can get ahead of God. I have to be careful with that. But as I release that to Anna and and just pass that off and I'm stepping into some new ministry things right now and it's been really awesome. It still is just a little bit of like, ah, wow. I just didn't see that coming to an end so quickly, you know, and I was reading through my journal a few days ago from last year. And I, it was like last June or July, I was at an Eddie James conference. Love, 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 love his worship music. I encourage you to look it up. He's got a song called Abba and it will wreck you, like wreck you on the floor crying, like sobbing your eyes out. It's such a beautiful, beautiful song about Father God. And so just a beautiful song. So anyway, I was at his concert and I had taken my journal because I always believe like God's going to speak to me and I want to write it down. And so I had my journal and I wrote some things in the journal that I honestly forgot about. And so I was rereading them a few days ago and I had written in there, I feel like at the end of this year, I will be passing the ministry off to Anna. I feel like God's spoken that to me. And one, like I said, I had completely forgotten that I'd written that, but I as soon as I read it, it took me back to that place of when I wrote it. And I remember thinking in that moment, this cannot be God. Like it just, I don't understand. Cause at that time I still had like six months to live. A lot happened between summertime and the time I passed it off and God shifted so many things in my life. And, and it made sense. It makes sense now. But in the moment I wrote it, I was like, is this God? Cause I, I don't know, but I wrote it down and I'm so glad that I did because my future self needed that. I needed to be able to look back at that and say, okay, this is what God spoke. I am right. I'm on course, you know, because there's still times that we battled doubt, even when like we know that, you know, like I know God that you spoke this to me, but then there's moments where you fall into double-mindedness and doubt and you just have to stay in faith and keep standing and contending for what God has spoken to you. And I think so many of us, we, we forfeit God's best for us because we stop contending before we see the breakthrough and the manifestation of his promises. And I've been hearing so many people recently in the past few weeks speaking about like the promises of God and how people aren't living those promises because we give up before we see them happen. And how do we give up? We stop believing for them. We stop standing in faith. We stop praying. We stop decreeing and declaring and, and, and standing on the promises of God. Like, 
so, and I'm hearing this a lot too, and I know I'm repeating a lot of what other people are saying, but I, that's what's on my heart. I have been hearing a lot of people say to dust off the prophetic words and the things that God has spoken to you in past seasons that maybe you've just kind of shelved for a while or forgotten about or whatever to pull those journals back out start reading them start believing them start declaring them over your life because God is bringing things to pass this is a season of promises being fulfilled of things coming to pass and it is such an encouraging thing to know because we know the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And when you're in that place of hope deferred, where it's, it's just like a timing of the Lord just feels like, like the Bible says, a day is as a thousand years. I feel that, especially in regards to waiting for my husband. Like, Lord, you promised me a man of God and he's shown me all these things. And then there's some moments where I'm like, hello, did you forget? Did you forget? <laughs> because I remember when he gave me that promise, I remember exactly, I was sitting out my backyard in my red recliner chair watching the sunset and I was just like soaking in the Lord. It was, it was not long after my divorce and I was just really going hard after my healing and just believing God for a quick work and just diving deep into the word and deep into his presence and just getting lost in him. And it was just a beautiful season, even though there was so much hurt and brokenness and pain, it was one of the most beautiful seasons because I have literally, now I can look back and watch the way that God replaced all of my ashes for beauty and how he restored me. I don't even know who that girl was. Like, I don't even know her anymore. It's such a, such a different version of me. And I'm so thankful for the work that God does in us, that he truly does heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. And that word binding in the original, it means that he will literally take that brokenness and, and, and restore it in such a way that you could not see any damage on what was previously, you know, your heart is what the scripture is about, but you would not be able to look at it and see any bruises or scratches or, or just pain or brokenness anymore. Cause God did such a deep work that it's restored. It's new. And, um, I just love that. But I remember being in that moment with him out in my backyard and, and I'm just like, God, I love you. And I'm worshiping him and I'm praising him. I probably had my Bible out there and, and just seeking him. And he's like, I have someone who will love you like Christ loves the church. And I got excited like right away. Okay. Because I just did. And I remember like, you know, left looking to the left and right. Like, is he like walking up now? Like I'm ready for him. And the Lord's like, mm-mm you are going to walk through a season of singleness. I have things that I want to do in and through you during this season before he comes. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I don't really think I had a bad attitude about it. Cause like I said, I just want to, I just want what he wants for me. And I trust him that he withholds no good thing from me. And so if it's being withheld, that means it's not good for me. And so I trust his timing, even when it's hard and the waiting feels like forever. And I feel like it's never going to end Lord. Sometimes, you know, you get in that place, but just trusting him in that and just staying hopeful in in his promises that he is good and he is faithful and he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. He keeps every word he makes and his word literally says it's impossible for him to lie. God cannot lie. So if he speaks a word over your life and confirms it through his word, everything he speaks to you, you should be able to back it up with scripture that he is going to bring it to pass. And I will tell you probably a couple of months ago, I, I, was kind of in a brat mood is what I would say. And I was just like, Lord, and this, I want you to know you can be real with God. He is not intimidated by you. He already knows what mood you're in. It's not like you have to hide it from him. You can be so real with him. It's just a beautiful thing about having a relationship with him. And obviously he is a God that 
deserves to be honored and revered, but you can be your real self before him. And so I just remember saying, God, this was just recently, a couple of months ago, like I said, saying, God, (laughs) I don't even know if I want to be married. Like, I love the season of life I'm in. I love just everything you've had me doing. This has been such a fruitful season and a rewarding season. And I literally put it back on him. And I said, give me one good reason why I should even consider a relationship. And guess what? When you ask God something, he is going to answer you. He's not trying to hide himself. And so immediately, immediately in my spirit, I heard the scripture, because two are better than one, greater is a reward. And I believe that's in Proverbs. And I immediately responded with saying, okay, if there is a kingdom purpose for it, then I can get behind it. And obviously I desire a relationship for, for more than, more than obviously the main reason I want someone who I can run and advance the kingdom and push back darkness with. But there's other, like, I want to have a family. I want to have a, I want to have children. I want to have someone that I can go on vacations with and travel the world with and run ideas by and, and worship with and pray with and all those things, have someone to cook dinner with at night and all those things and to go to bed with at night. Like I, and I'm going to circle back to this, but I, I don't know. I just, I needed that. I needed the Lord to give me a word, like a word from his word, just to stand on and know that there's a purpose, purpose for it. And so uh, God's just been activating my faith and praying specifically for my husband. I've been challenged to start praying for my husband in the morning. So I've been doing that too. And just like God, show me how to pray for him or even praying in the spirit at times. Like, God, I just want to pray for my husband. I don't know how to pray for him, but you do Holy Spirit. And so I'll just pray in the spirit for him. And I've just been praying just different things like as an activation of my faith because we know faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And even though I haven't wanted to walk the last six or so years single, I never planned on being single again at all. That is where I'm at and I'm okay with that. I'm okay that God is sovereign and that he is working all things together for my good. And so as I've been activating my faith in that way, like I will, I've been not every night because um. I just, I I don't do this every night, but there have been nights where I'll go to bed and I'll literally lay my hand on the other side of the bed and I'll say, God, thank you for the night that I don't have to go to bed alone anymore. And then I'll wake up like maybe for church on Sunday and I'll say, God, thank you for the mornings that I will be able to get ready for church with my husband. And it's just those small thanking him in advance prayers that are activating my own faith and helping me to believe that God is actually going to do what he said he would do because he always does. His word never returns void. And so I just want to stay in agreement with what I know he's already spoken for my life. I had no idea I was going to get off on a husband tangent here, but maybe some single ladies need to hear that to just start staying in, to start getting in, getting in agreement with what God's spoken and staying in agreement with it. That's so important. And to make sure you're not saying things like, oh gosh, I'm just going to be single forever or saying things that aren't in alignment with what he's promised. And I know what God's promised for me. And so I refuse to speak anything otherwise. And I've had people say, well, maybe God's called you to a life of singleness. And I'll say, nope, nope. No, he hasn't. He's already spoken promises to me about that. And I do not have a grace on my life to be single forever. I mean, if he wanted me to be, I would have welcomed that and I would have accepted it. And he would have changed my heart regarding wanting to be in a relationship and things. But I do know what he's promised me. So it's not really a, it's not really up for debate. And I hope that that is how it is for everything in your life. God's spoken to you that it wouldn't be up for debate, that you wouldn't allow people to speak death over what God's promised you. 
and that you would be quick to reject words. That's kind of been a tangent that I've been on. I'll probably be on for the rest of my life that just because someone speaks something or says something to you or about you does not mean you have to come into agreement with it. And I have said that to people many times when people will say certain things and I'll say, nope, I reject that. Like, nope, that's not what God's spoken. I, that I know what God said about that situation or whatever. And I, I could probably give you a million examples of that, but just staying in agreement with what he's spoken and his truth and just choosing to love your life, no matter what it looks like right now, even if it doesn't look anything like you thought it would. Like I said, I'm, I'm 34 years old right now. I planned on like by now that I would have children running around and probably in school by now and just living my life with a husband and doing all these things. And my life doesn't look anything like that. And I'm okay with it because this is where God has me right now. And so I don't want to live my life in perpetual disappointment because of what my life doesn't look like or where it's not at yet. I want to say, God, what do you have for this day? And that's kind of in my heart and prayer the last couple of weeks. It's just like, God, thank you for this day that you have created. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you for the plans and purposes you've ha- that you have for this day. And we know the Bible says that he fashions every day for us. So I'll say, God, thank you for fashioning this day for me. I thank you for the people I'm going to connect with today, for what you're going to speak to my heart today, for the ministry work that I'm going to get done today, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. I I commit this day to you and just, I just want to stay in your perfect will for my life. And so I pray that for you, if you're in that place of just feeling frustrated, (laughs) know that I get it. I understand. I can sympathize with you 100% because every day isn't rainbows and butterflies. There are very, very, very hard days sometimes and days where you just really just want to stay in bed or just want to cry or, or just be frustrated or punch something. And I, get that. I get that. And, and so I can, I understand. I understand that. Just sit with him, cry with him. He wants to be there for you. He isn't just looking for you when you're in a good mood. He wants you all the time. And so just sit with him, vent your frustrations, let him speak life into those, those hard places, those hurting places and know that he's faithful and he's for you and his plans for you are only ever good. And so my prayer is that this podcast episode would just ignite a trust in you to, to just to trust him, to trust him, even if you can trust no one else in your life right now, to be able to trust him because he's so faithful. He's so faithful and for you. And so I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast out in prayer. And please feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can contact me, I think, through the Anchor app too. But I would love to be able to pray with you and for you if that's something you need. If anything struck a chord with you in this podcast, would love to hear your story. And that's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is hearing people's stories. And I just absolutely love and treasure being able to speak into people's lives. And so thank you for listening. And I am going to go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this podcast episode. God, I lift up every single person who will tune in to this. God, I pray for them. God, if they find themselves in a season where they are frustrated or they are weary or they are ready to just give up on the promises and the things they know you've spoken into their lives. God, I pray right now for an infusing of hope and expectation into their heart. God, I pray for anything that has been attacking their mind to come off in Jesus name. I just, I bind those negative thoughts in Jesus name. God, I thank you for just infusing them with the supernatural gift of faith. God, that they would continue standing and contending and believing until they see the breakthrough and the manifestation of what you have spoken to their lives. God, I bless them. God, I ask for good health. 
I ask for just mending of any relationships. That's what I'm hearing as I'm praying that God wants to mend relationships that have been severed and broken. So God, I pray that you would show them how to navigate that with wisdom. God, that you would show them exactly what to do in those situations. God, make it abundantly clear to them. God, I pray over anyone who is just hurting, who is who has dealt with a broken heart and it just, they just feel like it has not been healed yet. God, I pray. I just ask you, like, if that is you and you're listening, just literally put your hand over your heart. God, I pray that you would heal their heart. You are the God who heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And so, Father, I ask for that work to begin and, God, for it to be a quick work inside of them, God, because they have so many things that they're called to do. Lord, and we want nothing hindering us or holding us back from doing the things that you've called us to, what you've placed us on this earth to do. For each and every person listening, God, that you would awaken the call in their life. God, the reason that you created them, their destiny and calling in you, that you would just make that so abundantly clear to them and they would step out boldly in those things. God, God, just fill our hearts with courage. Fill our hearts with courage today. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. We bless you. We honor you, Jesus. We say have your way in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.